You grab the blanket, girl, I'll grab the beer. I know a spot not far from here. A little place only four-wheel drives can go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Back Porch with Jay and Brandon. We have got a treat for you today. We have got Jimmy Taylor and Steve Patterson, two of the members of Little Boys Blue. We've gotten to listen some to their music this morning. It is absolutely amazing. We're going to start off with a live song with them. Guys, y'all ready to go? Yeah, we're ready. All right, let's go. It's a song uh, off our new CD.
Hey, this is Brandon Newman from Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton, Tennessee. What makes a great musician is what makes a great lawyer, the ability to tell a story. And at Newman & Webb Law Firm, we know how to tell your story. We handle all kinds of litigated cases. That means cases that are handled in court. So if you know someone or if you have a case and you need to speak to an attorney, call Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton at 855-2972 or check us out on Facebook because we can tell your story. Man, what a song. That was absolutely fantastic. Now, guys, did y'all write that song yourselves? Yeah, we did. Uh, the new <laughs> CD that, that's out has got, uh, I think, 11 songs. And out of the uh, out of the 11, we wrote nine of them. So we, we've got a couple of blues standards on there. And, uh, and the other ones are all original. Now, I would do you the disservice of asking where you came up with the inspiration for that song, but I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> well... <laughs> You know, I, I, and of course, I've said this a many times. I've been married 35 years, and my wife asked me a lot of times, where are you coming up with all this stuff? But, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's it, you know, most blues songs are typical, my baby left me kind of thing. And, it, you know, blues, it's not blues if you don't have the blues. So, uh, but, you know, it's a lot of it, you know, I write around uh, the uh, actual, the, uh, my lyrics come usually after the, the melody of a song, you know, so if Steve plays a melody, a lot of the songs that we've written, even through the nineties, he'd start doing some ditty on the guitar and it would stay in my mind or I'd record it and go home and I'd come back the next day and say, Hey, listen to this. And it just kind of fit. So that's, that's kind of how we write songs. And uh, we've written many over the last, we've been together, what, about 20 years of uh, playing since about 1993. So yeah, we, we've had a lot of fun and, and written a lot of songs, some good, some bad. Well, for some of our listeners that may not have heard a lot of you before, can you tell us a little bit about how y'all got together, how long y'all been playing, things y'all have done? Sure. Um, and Steve might want to elaborate. He can get up uh, close to the mic or whatever. But actually, I didn't pick the harmonica up till I was 30 years old. So I was kind of, I'm kind of telling my age. I've been playing. I'll be uh, like 53 this year. So uh, this is my 23rd year of playing. Uh, but actually, uh, I picked up the harmonica somewhere around 93 and uh, had been playing a couple of months and started going out listening to music and trying to learn everything. This was before any type of media. I mean, you didn't have the internet and YouTube and all the things you've got today to get on there and the learning videos. And I happened to go over to Jackson uh, one Saturday to uh, hear some music at the Cinco de Mayo. Uh, and Steve just happened to be playing with another guy there that actually played a little harmonica. And I got to listening to him. And I thought, you know, that, that guy's playing the style of guitar that I want to, I want to play harmonica to. And so after the show, we, uh, I kind of went up and told him, you know, who I was. He kind of brushed me off a little bit, and, you know. <laughs> one of those. But I did get his number and started worrying him. And uh, I don't know, maybe a month later, a buddy of mine uh, called me one day and said, "Hey, would you like to play a house party? You think you could find a, a guitar player?" And I thought, well, I know a guy that I would love to get over here. And so I've called and worried him. And finally, after I enticed him and threw a little money at him, he came over. And <laughs> rest was history. I think. Oh, we, you know, we, money. show me the money, Jerry. You better yell. Show me the money.
little money helped and bribed him. But uh, yeah, we had a great night. And after that, we just kind of clicked and we, we, you know, 20 years later, we're still doing what we do. The you know? union was forged. Yeah, that. That's <laughs> right. We sealed the deal. Well, Jimmy, let me ask you this. I was listening to Aardvark Radio the other day on, uh, I believe it was TuneIn Radio. I think yep. they're based out of Texas. Yes. And they were streaming one of your songs. Right, right. So is this, have you released music to them? Or yeah, we, how, how do they get a hold when of we really, music? When we released our CD about six or seven months ago, uh, we did some promo and I sent it out to some internet radio station. Okay. Aardvark was one that I listened to Aardvark a lot because of their blues format. And, right. Uh, and they're a pretty big, pretty big internet radio station, pretty exactly. well known. And yeah, I, I, as a matter of fact, I've turned my phone on a couple of times because I listen to, to, to music in my office. And the other day I turned on the, my phone and was going to plug it into my stereo that pipes into my office. Right. And I, and can't be satisfied was playing. And I thought, man, I'm surely I thought I, I didn't know I had that on Spotify and I got to looking and it was playing on the Aardvark radio that I had cut off before I left home. So yeah. Uh, yeah, man, we, we're getting a little airplay, uh, getting some in Australia. We've gotten some in England. I've gotten comments, uh, for the last six months. We still, and that's what Steve and I were talking about on the way over here. We still, our CD is still fairly new. It's kind of right. maybe old here because everybody's heard it. You know, we play at Red Bones one or two times a month, have been for the last couple of years. So everybody's heard it. A lot of the locals, but we still have got a, a great base out there to send our music. But, uh, and we're also thinking about continuing to do another one this year, hopefully. Okay. And I know you've got a, a real good following here in the West Tennessee area as well, especially down around Blues or uh, Bill Street. We, we do, uh, we play at Rum Boogie a couple times a month, uh, and have been for the last year since we've, we've really kind of binded back together. I mean, Steve and I played for 20 years, but you know, we've had our moments where we went maybe six months and sometimes even a year. You know, he, he does bluegrass some and, and I've, I've done some Nashville stuff. And so we were just kind of back and forth, but we've always been together. I mean, we just, it seems like when we come back together, we just pick up where we left off. I mean, we've always right. known that, that what we do would never die. I don't think, you know, right, we've always, right. yeah. so it's like that old friend you don't see for three or four years and you run back into him and you pick up the same conversation you left with. It's been that way musically for us. So uh, it's it's exciting. exciting. It's good stuff. Well, guys, what's the next live song you want to play for us? Uh, let's do Can't Be Said. That was a song that actually was playing on Aardvark the other day, and I, they picked it up. And uh, it was kind of, it was one that Steve and I uh, had played a lot in Memphis acoustically, and we'd never played it with drums and a bass. And when we were in the studio, uh, we needed we wanted one more song on the CD. So the night we, we just kind of started in on this song, and it worked out, and it actually turned out to be one of the one of the better songs on the CD. Uh, that's uh, it, it's kind of it's one of the two tunes that stems from uh, blues uh, written by well this is a muddy water song and you know we just kind of took and put our spin of lyrics to it but basically it's it's the song can't be satisfied by muddy water <laughs> Baby, Lord, no, I just can't be satisfied. 
I see you be with your other man doing things, honey, anything you can to cause trouble. Get trouble on your mind. Well, I can't be happy, Lord. Just can't be satisfied. Oh, yeah, baby. The Jackson, Tennessee area is a hotbed of extremely talented musical performers. Join WNBJ for the Exit 82 show. You'll see and hear an amazing variety of original music performed by Jackson area talent. Exit 82 airs every Saturday following Saturday Night Live on Jackson's NBC 39. Yeah, that's another great song. That, unlike anything that you hear around here, that is amazing. It is, and and but you know, being that you know we're we're pretty close to to Memphis, we're pretty close to Brownsville. We had Sonny Boy Williamson's from Jackson, right? And uh, so there is a lot of roots here in this area for blues. It it, it really is. Uh, you know, I grew up in Brownsville, so I've, I've been in Jackson about twelve years. But that's really where a lot of it started for me uh, from the history standpoint. And and Steve and I started getting into uh, some of the Sleepy John stuff, like the little Brownsville blues was Sleepy John's big hit. Ported all over the world. Right. And uh, let's play a little bit of it, you know. Brownsville Blues. Blues. 
Well, I'm going down to Brownville. Go to the right hand. Going down to Brownville. Gonna take that right hand road. And gonna start walking on. I get to my big mama's door. You know the girl that I love. Got the great long curly hair. Got a big long curly hair. You know what, Mama and Papa know. Won't allow me around now. another great song so you say that that come from uh that was sleepy john estes he uh he had uh that that song was kind of like sonny boy williams's good morning little schoolgirl song but it was probably the most known song that he did around the globe uh from the pre-war blues era and right uh, and he as well was from brownsville he and hammy nixon both were from brownsville hammy nixon was a harmonica player and that was his sidekick and uh hammy was a little bit younger than john hammy uh basically taught sonny boy a lot sonny boy a lot of sonny boy's style came from hammy and the Aunt Rachel also played with them, uh, played blues mandolin, who Steve and I actually got to play music with about two or three years before he passed away back in 97. He came back to Brownsville with John Sebastian, who, uh, if you don't, the Loving Spoonful, uh, Welcome Back Cotter theme song, you know, John Sebastian. And John brought him home. They brought a, dr- a jug band back and we were invited to play. And it was, <laughs> it was an awesome experience. Now they have like a, like a blues fest once a year in Brownsville. Is that correct? <laughs> they do. Uh, and Steve, I 
I hate to do all the talking. You welcome that's, that's to fine. chime in, man. I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, they do. It's uh, Exit 56, and uh, of course, Sonya Outlaw over there uh, with the Heritage Center does a wonderful job. She uh, she has really brought life back into what. Uh, Needed to, needed to happen, Brownsville, right. from the blues history standpoint. The blues festival is just part of it. The West Tennessee Blues Society is the other part that she's helped organize. They've got a great participation already, and that's something that that I personally and Steve and I both would like to get more involved in. Once we got more time this last year, we played more probably than we played in five years. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we have very little time off right now. We well, you know one thing that's been happening around Jackson as well is uh, you know the exit eighty two, and you know there's there's just been a lot of stuff going on around the. Jackson music scene as well. It seems like it's kind of just blowing up all of a sudden. Yeah, I think I think just like what you guys are doing here, uh, the media and the uh, access to media and access to broadcasting and the internet, it's really it's so great because it's given a lot of people a lot of uh, opportunity to right. create. And uh, exactly, creation brings more, uh, you know, uh, flexibility. You get to see more things. You get to see what people bring out, and uh, it's it's awesome. Just like coming up here today to be able to set. This is the type of music that Steve and I love. This is right. the kind of music that we can go sit in a Borders bookstore or a sidewalk at Bill Street or down at Clarksdale and draw a crowd and play all day long, and the people just sit there and tap their foot. And this, you know, it's just really fun. And well, throw think- money. And throw, money. and throw money at us, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, every now and then we have to take our shirt off, but other than that, you know, uh, to entice the money part. But yeah, most of the time put they'll it on, put, put it on. they'll pay us to put it back on, and that's where we really make a lot. So, well, I think that Billboard and radios stations don't realize how much people really want to hear this kind of music. You know, think people think that this is old school or this is music that folks don't want to hear, but there's a lot of people our age that definitely want to hear this kind of music. In fact. I live tweet and Facebook during our episodes to let people know what shows will be coming up in the future. Within five seconds of posting a video of y'all just a few seconds ago, I have friends blowing up my phone saying, hey, there's Steve Patterson. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said when I saw him today. Uh, I, I, tweeted, I tweeted my wife, said, hey, there's Steve Patterson at Redbone. So. Well, Jimmy, uh, you that's had what a, my wife says every morning. <laughs> Hold the phone. They've just asked for you to take your shirt off. As long as you guys pay us to put it back on, that's where we make our money. Now, Jimmy, you touched base on uh, having a, a stint in Nashville. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What you were doing and, and who you toured with and things like that? Yeah, I, I, somewhere around 03 or 04, I got invited to start sitting in, uh, with the Music Mafia. They were, at that time, they were, had just left Pub of Love, which is where they originated in Nashville, which is where they grounded. That's where Gretchen and Big and Rich and James Otto, who married a girl from Jackson, all started in that venue and they moved it over to Dan McGinnis on Music Row. And a buddy of mine, and I'm breathing hard today. My asthma has been really rough <laughs> this week. So I'm not out of breath. I hadn't been running. I'm just trying to breathe a little bit. But, um, so a buddy of mine, his dad had some trucks on a trucking company, leased to me, and he happened to come into my office to pick up his settlement check one Friday and saw all my stuff on the wall, kind of like you got hanging here. And said, man, I forgot all about you playing harmonica. He said, you've got to come up and set in. And I thought, you know, yeah, right. You know, you hear that. And, right. And I hadn't been playing a lot at that time. Uh, we'd kind of taken a break and Steve was doing the half past Memphis stuff. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I ended up going and, and I went one night and I got, got getting, getting invited back. And, uh, by the summer, this was about 
February of 03 or 04. And by the summer, they asked me to go on tour, and that lasted a couple of years. So it was it was a pretty fun experience. Well, that's pretty cool. I know you mentioned that uh, you had opened up some shows with Kid Rock, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, we did. Uh, it was uh, we did uh, probably. One summer, 20 shows with uh, Hank Jr. Kid Rock was there about half the time. Actually flew to Detroit a couple times and played. And uh, we would we were always the opening act and then Big and Rich. And then we did some of the big uh, festivals. Went to Twin Lakes and did the Country Thunder. That was awesome. 100,000 people out right. in Cow Pasture. <laughs> and, you know, in June in, in Wisconsin, it was like, you know, 75 degrees. And it was 100 here. I mean, it was just an awesome deal. Right. What did got, that you, smell like? Uh, you know, it smelled a lot like Jack Daniels on Cow Crap. You know, uh, uh, they were spilling it all over the place. But I'll tell you what. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the next song you're going to play for. Um, what are we going to let's do? A, we're going to do Cajun Girl. This is a song okay. that uh, that I I build my own harmonicas. By the way, uh, I custom build most and of sells them. them. And I do sell them, but um, I, I tune them, and uh, I love. I always love the Cajun, Cajun blues, Cajun zydeco feel. I know our first CD that we did back in '95, the first song was called "Downtown Willie Brown." Was you know, and I was learning how to what they call tongue block on a on a harmonica. Right. And uh, let me let me grab this harp right quick. So tongue blocking on a harmonica makes it sound kind of like a squeeze box uh, because a squeeze box. Is got the same reads so, because you're playing two or three notes at the same time and you use your tongue to block out to make it have octaves. So I, I was fooling with that one day and I started doing this. And I thought well, that'd be a cool, you know, that sounds kind of like a Cajun thing. Yeah, and there you got a Zydeco sound. Yeah, so uh, so I wrote the lyrics and I showed up at a gig one night, and we always usually the last uh, gig, last set of the night, you know, when everybody half the people are gone home, there may be three or four people listening. We always try out our new stuff. That's kind of our practice round. So we started doing this song, and it caught on, and it's a song called Cajun Girl.
loved the blues, she loved the rock and roll. You ought to see her when she hits a dance floor. I got a little girl that was born on the bayou. Well, can't no other man love her like I do, baby. Fantastic music right there. It is amazing what you can do with that that harp. I mean, it's it's crazy to me that you can make that sound come out of it. Well, it's been a lot of time, man. I've spent a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of tweaking, and, and a lot of lick stealing from anybody from Muddy Howlin' Wolf to John Popper. You know, a lot of truck sitting. A lot of truck sitting. Uh, my wife, man, the first couple of years I picked this thing up in '93, I literally used to have to go to the garage at night and get in the truck. A buddy of mine was jogging one night. And he came by and saw me out in the truck my windows all fogged up and he was scared to come over and see what I was doing man he didn't know what was happening out there so I finally had to explain to him I wasn't doing anything but playing the harmonica but uh, yeah man yeah 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 <laughs> well, at least if you go to the penitentiary, you have a useful skill. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Can you play down in the valley? Yeah. Ba- bartering. Well, I'm going to tell you, just in this area, there, you know, we've talked about how much talent is around, but that is one thing that's very unique about Little Boys Blue. You don't hear the harmonica very much at all. Um, you do hear every once in a while somebody playing kind of like a Bob Dylan style right, or, right. or things like that, but to have an actual blues harp, you know, the, the the style that you've got is just in this area it's unique it's something you don't hear every day and and you know i say this in probably every episode you know things that stand out to me is what i like well you know the thing that people don't understand is people uh, have grown in any instrument like a guitar i mean you, you pull up youtube now and type in 10 year old guitar shredder and you'll get a million videos of kids just wearing it out uh, every instrument i mean again the media and, and the networking and i mean you've got young guys playing harmonica now that are unbelievable uh, there's a guy named nick clark out in denver that's I'm, i met him on bill this last year he's like 18 he is a really awesome player there's just so many and the thing that i love about it is uh, that intrigues me about the, about what i play is the trying to do different tunings to try to do something different just like that harp i tuned it to where it sounded like a squeeze box so in bad love i played from a different approach to get that minor tone let's play a little summertime this is a harp that this is a minor tuned harp i actually retuned four or five of the reeds uh of this harmonica to make it sound more chromatic and to be able to hit all the minor notes
Jamie, that was beautiful. Thank you. One thing, uh, one thing I can say is you know a good harmonica player by the way they bend their notes. <laughs> that is a that's a skill in itself that that I'm sure only comes with experience. But but to be able to bend the notes like that, that's not a very easy thing to do for uh, me anyway. Yeah, it's about control, and it's about like a guitar player bending the strings on the guitar, you know, and going up a different uh, a half step up or a. Playing, trying to play an octave, it's the same same process. It's just controlling that read, and there's a lot of a lot of things you can do to manipulate the reeds, and that's that's what a lot of people figured out. You know, I, I do a lot of work on my harmonicas to uh, make them really airtight, so I don't have to just force the air. The air right. just kind of flows smoothly, and, it, and the the reeds resonate a little bit brighter. And uh, my harps are really loud. The ones I make are very loud, very responsive. And, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun to be able to do that. And people look at, well, where'd you buy that harmonica? It's like, you know, <laughs> I didn't buy that one, buddy. But uh, Well, to anybody that may be interested in buying a harmonica, how could they get in touch with you or, or contact you? Um, You know, let them, uh, they can email or they can get on the Little Boys Blue Facebook. And I'm, I'm on Facebook under J.D. Taylor. Um, you know, I, I've kind of pulled back a little bit on my custom making because it all kind of it really overtook my time playing. I, I do still make some. Um, I've been averaging a couple a month uh, for different people on top of the ones that I've uh, made for myself. But since we're playing so much now, I spend a lot of time maintaining my own. So, yeah. Right. Well, and we've been talking to you a lot about your harmonica playing, but, you know, Steve, you're no slouch on the guitar yourself. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You played a song before we got started this morning. Uh, was it? Tell me the name of it. Was it Mobile? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you mind playing that song one more time while okay. we're recording? Oh, it's mobile line. Yeah, mobile line. I love that song. Yeah, this is a uh, this is an old pre-war blues song. Let me grab a harp out of here. This song is also known by Death Blues. And uh, we actually have Death Letter Blues on our new CD in electric, but this is the country blues version. Play it, baby. Have you ever took a trip, baby, on a mobile line? Hey, Lordy, Lordy, Mama, hey, Lordy, my Papa, I'm handling about the mobile line. That's a road you ride with, ease your worried mind. I got a letter this morning, baby, this way it read. Hey, Lordy, Mama, Mama, hey, Lordy, Papa, Papa, hollering about the way it read. Come home, come home, boy, the girl you love is dead. So I pack my suitcase and baby bundle up my clothes. Hey, Lordy, Mama, Mama, hey, Lordy, Papa, Papa, hollering about the bundle up clothes. And when I got there, she was laying on a cooling bowl. So I took her up and I put her to the burying ground. Hey, Lordy, Mama, Mama, hey, Lordy, Papa, Papa, hollering about the barren ground. You oughta heard me holler when I put the good girl down. I'll play it, baby.
Well, I looked down at the good girl, stared right in her face. Hey, Lordy, Mama, Mama, hey, Lordy, Papa, Papa, look down at her face. Said the poor girl gonna have to lay here to judgment day. If I ever go to Europe, Lord, you know I'm gonna stop by France. Hey, Lordy, Mama, Mama, hey, Lordy, Papa, Papa, how I'm about to stop by France. I'm gonna go there just to give them good girls a chance. Have you ever took a trip, baby, on the mobile line? Hey, Lordy, Mama, Mama, hey, Lordy, Papa, Papa, hollering about the mobile line. That's a road you ride, baby, to ease your troubling mind. Play it one more time, baby. Nothing is sadder than Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's where I went to college, and I spent most of that time engaged to my wife, who was living in Memphis. And I would get to come back and forth and see her maybe every three months, and I would listen to Bob Dylan uh, stuck inside of Mobile every time I got in the car on the way back. And there was a famous writer, Walker Percy, great Southern writer out of New Orleans. He was writing about the location and the space between things, and how different places had a different feel to him. He described Mobile, Alabama like being in New Orleans with a plastic bag over your head. <laughs> and yeah. I, like that. I love that song. I'm so glad y'all played it for us. It it just holds a tight spot with me. And I'm going to go back and listen to that over and over and over again because I know what it's like to be stuck in Mobile. Yeah, great, man. Wishing for a damn train. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, it's been real good having y'all here today in the studio. We, sure, uh, it's been our pleasure. We, we love this kind of music. We love, you know, things that stand out like we mentioned earlier. But uh, before we go out, you're going to go ahead and play one last song for us. But before that, I want to remind everybody to listen to us on Stitcher. Um, the Back Porch with Jay and Brandon is now on Stitcher Radio. You can also find us at www.tennesseebackporch.podbean. Com. Also, if you will, go and like us on Facebook. We're also on Twitter, so we do go and, and tweet a little bit, I guess is what people are saying these days. And, tweet uh, like the young folks do. There you go, just like Rockin' Robin. And uh, if you don't mind, you can go to our webpage. If you like what you hear, make a donation. Um, we do have a donation link set up. So uh, and, and also, please go and visit all our sponsors and their webpages, because if it wasn't for them, we could not keep this free. So uh, with all that being said, we're going to close out with another song. So what are we going to play? We're going to play a Robert Johnson song. We can't can't leave here without playing oh, one of his songs. Oh, oh. But uh, yeah, I just want to tell everybody we'll be at Red Bones next Saturday night, uh, the twenty first. Uh, we'll actually be at Rum Boogie this week, uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. If anybody listening is down in Memphis, um, what we do here at uh, acoustically, Rootsy is completely different than what we do electric because uh, you know we're electrified and uh, and we wear spandex. And uh, yeah, we do wear spandex, and we have a great light show and a fire show so I come bet on that's out real pretty, yeah, Steve. It yeah. Is. and, and the, our makeup <laughs> yeah our, and magenta yes awesome. is that a, is that where the song sharp dress man came from yeah <laughs> but we're gonna do walking blues man this is a robert johnson standard
this morning to feel around for my shoes. You know about that, baby. Hey, I had them on walking blue. Woke up this morning, baby, to feel around for my shoes. Yeah, you know about that, baby. Had him a walking blue. Well, I'm leaving small. I had to go ride the blind. I've been mistreated, baby, and I don't mind dying. Leaving this morning, baby. Yeah, I had to go round the moonlights. You know I've been mistreated, dog. Yeah, I don't mind. Take me back to Mississippi, baby. People try to tell me, baby, the walking blues ain't bad. You know it's worse, so feeling, mama, I most ever had. Well, now people try to tell me that you know them walking blues ain't bad. Hey, it's worse, so feeling, mama, I most ever had.